I'm ready. Let's do it. Welcome, one and all, to episode 266 of the Mars Attacks podcast. I'm your host, Victor, and for this episode, we have a really cool interview with the band Fury. They're a band out of the UK that just released a new album last week called Born to Sin. So we're going to talk to them about the album, about upcoming tour dates, social media, so on and so forth. Uh, It was really cool. They were Busy, slammed all day, and I was able to make this happen pretty much last Friday. was trying to track them down all week and was finally able to make it all go down, which I'm thrilled. Um, So I hope that you guys do enjoy the interview that I do with them. I think it is interesting. And if you get a chance, check out their album. Uh, As I mentioned, you know, any bands that I turn you on to, let them know, let them know, hey, I listened to, or I heard about your band first on the Mars Attacks podcast, on the Signals from Mars live stream. And as a result, you know, I, I've been checking your music out. Please let them know because at least that makes them know that I'm not wasting their time, <laughs> you know? Um, so, yeah. And also share the episodes with your friends. Let them know about what's going on with the show I recently did an episode of my Trivia Tuesday over there on Twitch, and we're starting to get people that are trickling in from, you know, their friends telling them, hey, check this out. This is cool. Seems that a lot of people just are kind of unaware of how it all works and are kind of scared to uh, dip their toe in the water. Uh, Let me just mention that it's, you know, it's a fun, fun show where it goes by pretty fast. You know, I, I mentioned that it starts at, um, you know, 5 p.m. Eastern, uh, 2 p.m. Pacific, and it's 10 p.m. in the UK. And although I say that, it's the questions start at 15 after the hour because I realize that a lot of people don't get that Twitch notification right off the bat. So they need to wait a little bit to you know, jump on in and, and, you know, get everything in order to start playing. And you can play on a tablet, a cell phone, or on your computer. It's multiple choice. The questions and answers come up on the screen. You pick one of those options, and the quicker you answer, more points you get. The quicker you answer and you answer wrong, the more points you lose as well. So you got to play strategically. So. Uh, Anyway, I kind of got off on a tangent there because I wanted to, you know, just give you guys an example of how people are spreading the word about everything that I have going on. But uh, yeah, if you're here for Fury, the interview starts at 15 after or 15 after. Yeah. Okay. 15 minutes into the episode. So there you go. Um, Also want to remind you guys that tonight. We will be doing the 1982 special with my patrons. The votes are all in. We got 100% voting, and I'm thrilled. It's going to be a fun episode. Uh, These patron get-togethers are always fun. And if you don't believe me, check out the episode. Join us live in the chat. You can follow 
on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, Twitter, Mixcloud. It's 14 different platforms in total. 15, excuse me. And what you can do is chat along. Let us know your thoughts because there are people that prefer to do that. I mean, I get it. Not everyone can be a patron. Not everyone wants to pay. Not everyone can pay. So if you fall in one of the, well, you fall into one of those three categories. Either you're gung-ho, you want to do it. Uh, no, you don't want to do it. Or yeah, you can, you got some spare change. You got spare change and you can do it. Two bucks a month gets you in and gets you into voting for these monthly episodes and gets you on screen as well if you want to be there. So uh, Mr. Patron's pick, Jeremy Weltman is a patron kind of redundant here he's coming up with his patrons pick right now so let's see what jeremy has to say this time around here's jeremy welman with patrons pick hello everyone it's coming up to late march we're three months in Another week passing by, and there's lots of great music coming out, or has come out. Some good melodic rock from the British band FM with their album 13, because, of course, it's their 13th album. That was uh, one that I quite enjoyed, but it's very soft rock. Chip is Enough is back with Perfectly Imperfect. Um, Again, another one that's quite a light album, uh, also available on Frontiers, that one. There was some Psychedelic Doom from Ritual Earth, which was quite nice to listen to. A really fun album called Otra or Otra by Audio Karate, worth, worth digging into. There was also some symphonic, uh, eclectic metal sounds from She-Wolf. Uh, I believe she's from Greece. Her name is Angel Wolf Black. It's a really well-produced album. She's a very good singer as well, and that was the debut that's very worthwhile listening to. And that takes me on to Berthold City's album, When Words Are Not Enough. I really love albums like this. Um, They remind me of a sort of a Beastie Boys type band, a hardcore band from LA. It's also their debut album, I believe. And um, if you've had a rough day at work, this is excellent stuff. Really good. Turn it up. Really like that one. There was uh, a really decent effort from... uh, Vioniti, 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 Vioniti. I don't know how you even pronounce it, but they're a Swedish power metal act. Uh, also a debut album, and that was called Elements of Power. So if you really like that sort of stuff, that type of music, you're going to like that one. There was also some excellent melodic metal from um, Shining Black, featuring Mark Bowles and Olaf Torsen. Uh, I know that one or two other patrons have uh, also been listening to to that one, and it's. Um, Really good, um, really good melodic metal that, like, like that as well. It was called Postcards from the Edge of the World. Well, this week's patron's pick was a no-brainer. And in fact, you're about to hear an interview with the band on this week's show, I believe. Um, Victor has been interviewing them all. Um, it's from the West Midlands band in the UK called Fury. It's their fourth studio album. It's called Born to Sin. And I'm not the only patron who likes this. There are many other patrons who are really into this album and been playing it a lot. And I think even Victor has as well himself. It's full of passion. It's full of energy. And yes, it's full of fury. From the high octane opener of If You Get to Hell First, 
right through to the classic Stomper, Nowhere to Be Seen. And what I might even say is a sort of bit of a Y&T-influenced song called Next in Line. And that's a, that's only the first three tracks on the album. The, the really great riffs and vocals, uh, some soaring guitar solos on it. Um, it's a real big dose of fun, uh, not to mention some really cool backing vocals as well. Um, they're a really great band and a great album, um, and they've released a really great album here. Um, I think this is their fourth album, um, and they're coming up on this podcast. They're also playing live in the UK soon, so I'm hoping to catch them. This week's patron's pick is Fury with Born to Sin. Thank you, Jeremy, for another great patron's pick. Uh, this one wasn't surprising like other weeks, but uh, he picked Fury's Born to Sin, a great album, top to bottom. And I'm not just saying that because I have them on the show. It's interesting people do say, hey, you need to interview this person or that person or whatever. And sometimes I'm not into the band, so I'm like, yeah, kind of not my thing. But when they were brought to my attention by Mr. Steve Hoker, I, you know, I listened to it. I'm like, wow, this is cool. And it just kind of never made sense to piece everything together. It just didn't work out. And it was always on a back burner of bands that I wanted to get on the show. And I'll explain this during the interview as well. But I was looking at their schedule and I was like, now or never. So it kind of bummed me out that initially it didn't seem like we were going to be able to make things happen. But in the end, we did, and you know, I'm I'm happy that that's the case. So, um, yeah, I enjoy this interview, and I hope that you guys do as well. Before jumping to the interview, let me give a shout out to my patrons. Just mentioned Mr. Twisted Steve Hoker. I also want to send a shout out to Mr. Patrons Pick Jeremy Weltman, who I just mentioned. But there's a bunch of other guys that support me and follow me pretty much everywhere that uh, I do all of my various things related to the Mars Attacks podcast and Signals from Mars. So also want to send shout outs to our Mike Jones, Brad Dahl from Yarg Metal, who will be on the next episode of the Mars Attacks podcast. The metal dentist, Gabriel Ruiz, from the Chris and Amanda show, Mr. Chris Vaglio, Jose in Connecticut, Metal Dan, Johan up in Sweden, the metal politician slash metal chef. We have Ed the Shred Ferguson. We have Anto Mack, Anthony Mackey up in Ireland. We have my brother, Art, who is also on the next episode. And we have Mr. Steven Saylor, who uh, during Patrons Pick, Jeremy mentioned the band um, She-Wolf. And Steven Saylor actually mentioned, check them out. They're actually really cool. And he actually says, I think that Steve Hoker may actually be into them. So Steve, check them out as well. Uh, when I mentioned that, all the other things that I'm involved in, if this is the first time that you listen to the podcast, the podcast comes directly from the Signals from Mars live stream, which is where I interviewed Fury. That takes place 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, 11 p.m. in the UK, and midnight for those in Europe 
in European Central Time Zone. And before that, I do a pre-show on Fireside, which usually has a bunch of my patrons joining in the conversations. It's always a lot of fun to speak to them. And the cool thing with that is that I'm able to talk about new releases, music news, and then throw to them and see if they have any questions and bring them up on on stage. And we all chat about different things. Sometimes it's album reviews. Sometimes it's uh, other things that are going on in the hard rock and metal world. And sometimes it's just whatever's in the news if there's something big. So there's that. And then there's uh, Trivia Tuesday exclusively on Twitch. It is a multiple choice trivia show based on hard rock and metal. This past week, I did a show based on questions on the year 1982, albums, bands, stuff like that. I kind of cheated with one. There was a Mama's Boy question that was actually 1983, but I don't think anyone's going to kill me over that one. So. um yeah, but so that's a lot of fun, too. This past week, we it came down to the wire. I did it an hour usual than later, only because, you know, here in Europe, we haven't switched our clocks forward yet. That will happen this weekend. But it was a lot of fun. We had a lot more contestants than usual. Came down to the wire. Everything flip-flopped back and forth until the last few questions, which is how it usually happens. Outside of... Uh, Steve, who was in negative hell almost the entire episode, everyone else kind of flip-flopped back and forth, and a good percentage of the people were in contention all the way up until the end. So I do want to send a shout-out to Bill Elam, who always you know, uh, shares the episodes on Facebook, and he joined us, and Andy, who was there this past Tuesday as well. It was a lot of fun to have you guys there. Hopefully you guys will join us again. In the future, uh, tentatively looking at possibly making that an hour later than usual, only because we had more of a turnout. So we'll see. Just go to MarsAttacksRadio.com and figure out, or not figure out, and keep up with what I'm going to do. I'll post about it. And that's about it. I want to thank you guys for checking out this episode. Hope you enjoy the episode with Fury. And I hope you check out their album, Born to Sin. It is awesome. So. Here we go. Here is my interview with the band Fury. We have uh, Fury on with us. Not How you doing? Yeah. Doing great. How are you guys doing? Sorry, sorry. We just like literally uh sorry, we had some technical issues and now we're here. Sorry. No, that's that that is awesome. Glad it's so glad to be here anyway. Yes. Yeah, I'm I'm glad that we were able to make this happen after uh uh, like I mentioned in my email earlier today, I've had plenty of people that follow me saying, you got to get these guys on. You got to get these guys on. And someone who actually um, uh, follows you guys via Patreon, who's also a follower of mine, 
said, uh, said, oh, they're putting out an album soon, so now's the perfect time. And I looked at the tour schedule, and I said, okay, it needs to happen this Friday, or it's not going to happen. That's so, nice. That's great. Yeah, that's <laughs> well, that's it. Yeah, we have, I mean, the, the album yeah, came out today. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, we just got off, like, a uh, – we, we were doing, like, a, a Q&A and everything, you know, talking right. to people. And um, so, yeah, yeah, literally. So, yeah, it's, it's great. And we're having a bit of a – a celebration, a bit of a release. So. <laughs> I mean, it's eleven o'clock here. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, very yeah. late here. So. <laughs> <laughs> We've had a few by now. <laughs> well, midnight where I am, so I'm still an hour ahead of oh, you. Oh, so. oh, yeah, nice. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so I have a, a few questions here, and I have some questions that were submitted as well. Um, obviously, you guys released Grand Prize or the Grand Prize in April of 2022. Now, obviously, you guys are going to know this timeline better than I do, but where whereabouts were we with the pandemic when that album came out? About two weeks in, I think, yeah, or yeah, like yeah. a week and a half. So we were like, you know, just a, we had all the tour planned. We were releasing the singles. Uh, so we released like the last single just before the lockdown hit, I think. And uh, yeah, so so by the time the album came out, we knew what was happening. We knew, but I mean, what we knew at the time was like a three week circuit breaker as, as they called it. Mm. Like we're, we're going to be locked down for three weeks and then it'll be back. So just move your yeah. gigs. So that's what we did. Um, and, and we were devastated as it was just for, <laughs> yeah. just for moving it like, uh, you know, a month or like a couple of months or so. Um, so yeah, it, it was definitely uh, a big impact on how, we thought the album could go because we thought, okay, this is the, this album is now doomed because we can't take it on the road. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but actually it, uh, it didn't go as badly as we thought it would. Like we actually managed to reach way more people than we would have if we only like brought the album to people in person, like being able to do it online made it very, uh, a lot more accessible for a lot of people in different countries, for example, because we haven't really toured outside of the UK, uh, especially right. before then. So, um, yeah, it it, may, it was actually a blessing in disguise in some ways. I mean, mm. in many ways, it was not like really not good, like in, in terms of the world, of course. Right. But in terms of in, for, for us, it was not good. But like it, it, in some ways, it was actually kind of like, oh, well, we wouldn't have done this if that hadn't have happened. So, right. Kind of cool. But I, I have to imagine that, you know, obviously this hit everyone. By surprise. I mean, we knew that something was coming, but I don't think anyone, obviously, as you just explained, knew the extent. So you guys are, are you know, obviously working on what you feel is probably your best album to date. And you're about to turn it over to the world and you're in limbo all of a sudden. So, you know, you guys are saying that you were able to to pivot it. It, it was kind of like weird for me to see bands say, Oh, I'm just here bored sitting on my couch thinking, mm. are you crazy? If you're not moving, you know, if you're not worried about what you're doing now, no one else is going to be worried about it. So if you don't take the advantage to do something to, you know, in this case, you know, you guys went and started releasing singles and worked on different yeah. music and things to keep, you know, to let people know, Hey, we're still here. You know, we're still, it, it, yeah. I, I think I think you know it, it, in a way I think we we were quite lucky in the fact that we did release the grand prize at the start of lockdown because it gave us something 
to shout about. It gave us something mm -hmm. to you know to put out there to market. And obviously, you know, uh, yeah, the start of April 2020, that was the album itself. And and up until then, we put out I think sort of about three singles from it. Um, and so you know, then we could just talk about that, and then, and then we could do like playthroughs, and we could do yeah. um, you know, just, just we do like a Q and A when the on the launch day. Um, acoustic stuff acoustic stuff yeah anything we could basically um yeah the momentum was there and we had something yeah, to talk about then that's it Absolutely. whereas you know i think if it would have been at the end of like an album cycle so if the album had come out even a year before that then it would have been like well this album is kind of we've kind of expired it really everything is, right. is there's nothing new to talk about um and then obviously when lockdown eased that was like okay let's get on to we'll make some music videos um and then you know we had uh, a rerun of the, the first album to you know to market, and so we did a couple of DIY videos for that. And mm -hmm. so yeah, it was, it was just about trying to just keep that momentum going all the way through, and then doing like obviously things like the live streams and all the recorded sort of live performances that we could put out there. A anything just to sort of keep that momentum going. And of course, during that time, especially like that first lockdown, writing. A new album, or you know, yeah, starting to write that, which right. obviously was brought out today. So you know, it's yeah, it's crazy the way it's worked. At at what point do you guys decide? Okay, like you just said, it's not the end of the cycle. Um, we don't want to throw this album away, but at the same time, we need to write something else. We we can't just sit sit back and say, hey. You know, the we're going to wait until everything settles up and then we're going to go out with the grand prize. Obviously, you guys decided, OK, we have to write Born to Sin now. Mm. At what point did you guys make that determination? <laughs> like immediately? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, I mean, obviously. Uh, so so lockdown here happened March 23rd, 2020. Mm. And obviously, there were, there were all these, you know, you always have some ideas floating around of different songs or whatever. I saw some videos. Of Sorry, Karen. Sorry. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I mean, almost, yeah, immediately, like, we, we got locked down. And then it was like, well, what else am I going to do? I mean, I, for me, first and foremost, I'm a songwriter. So it was like, okay, well, I'm going to write some songs or finish these songs off. Um, you know, all these ideas, I'm going to sort of see them through. And, yeah, I mean, w within days, I was sending demos out the rest of the guys um and yeah so I, and, and to be honest actually first of all my thoughts were well we've kind of maybe lost a bit of the opportunity to obviously get out and capture you know the buzz from this album so let's just do another album um right and all right ultimately you know it's been two years you know since that album came out but i think we'd man you know in different ways we managed to still ride that wave and the hype of the new album um but yeah I'm, I'm i'm pleased now because what that's meant is that right when we need to now we've got a new album and mm -hmm. you know, we've got all that momentum from the, the previous one and we've got the new ones just to you know push us even further forward gotcha and i think also um like the band had a bit of a difficult time just before the the grand prize came out and just before uh, the lockdown so even though the lockdown was difficult just before then we changed members so julian is the only person who was on the albums before the grand prize so uh since between lost in space and the grand prize three members uh changed and then we started working with naya as well also joined the fold so so you know i think the uh the grand prize there was a lot of stuff like 
it was long overdue. There was four years between uh, Lost in Space 2016 mm. and like and the 2020 um, Grand Prize. So it was like, okay, right now we've got some kind of momentum. Let's just keep going. Let's just keep doing this because this is this is now working. Like we've got a lineup that's stable and it works. Let's just do as much as we can with it. So uh, I think it was just like it wasn't like you wrote the Grand Prize and then it was like bam. Next album. I mean, it kind of was, but it was kind of like, <laughs> it was kind of like, okay, yeah, I wrote the grand prize. You know, I remember hearing most of his demos back in 2017. Uh, <laughs> and so like, you know, we were kind of sat on them for a, a while. Uh, not to say you're not a genius who like comes up with like, skip a doodle you a song. But, you know, like, you know, th- th- there was some development like going on behind for the for a long time before that anyway mm. i think i think you know what what certainly what i found very exciting about this band uh, in the last couple of years is it's always about what's next you know what are we doing next it, it's you know we've always got one eye on the future and so obviously look i mean we brought this album out today now and then we've got a tour you know uk tour and then we've got some european dates and festivals etc uh, throughout the rest of the year, but we're already talking about well, what about next year? You know, what are we going to do? And and I, I certainly I, I find it very exciting because, like, I'm the sort of person I, I don't want to get to the point where you know we get to the end of everything and then it's like oh, uh, you know, and then it just stops. You know, I want to always <laughs> have that next thing. Keep you know, I'm you know looking right. forward. Yeah, instead of just sitting there wondering, okay, what's next? No, you've already yeah, got that. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So we've already got plans of yeah, yeah, and obviously at this stage it's. Say when I say plans, it's like a rough outline. Okay, this mm-hmm. is what we we think we want to do in 2023. Right. Um, but yeah, it, it's always good to have that sort of yeah, like thinking forward. It excites me, you know, very much. How has the band's dynamic changed with the change in the members? Um, how do you think it's has it made things easier for you? Have has there been more input from people where maybe you didn't have that in the past? I think, yeah, I, I think now, you know, things are just very smooth. Like, things work a lot better. I don't know if you can see the whites of my eyes, like. I see it. Yeah. Becky does a lot of work, um, sort of, you know, keeping things together. And, and uh, it's, it, you know, the way things kind of work is it, I, I'm very much like, oh, you know, we should do this. And Becca's like, oh my God, how are we going to do this? Ideas, man. I think I have lots of good ideas. Yeah, but lots of dreaming ideas. It's just like, can I just read this in a bit? It's like, okay, sort this out. You want to do this? I'm like, we can only do this. But but yeah, I think it's very easy. Like, there's a lot of communication, which is always key. I think there's a lot of trust and there's a lot of, you know, we, we all, we're all striving. We're all, you know, struggling towards the same thing. We all, you know, envision the same goal, I think. And we are, we're all, yeah, that's where we're all sort of trying to get to, you know, we, 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 we want to take this as far as we can. We want to work as hard as we can. We're all very excited by it. Like I said, I think, you know, so it's like, okay, we've got, X amount of gigs this year, brilliant, and and we want to do this, and then brilliant, and you know, no one's like, oh, I want to do this, you know, less, I want to do this part time, you know, everyone's like fully right. invested. Okay, 
Um, now that you mentioned, you know, having to kind of curtail things or make sure that they all work, was there anything during lockdown that you guys wanted to do that you realized, you know what, maybe that isn't such a great idea. So you guys decided to uh, scrap it. <laughs> Where we gig? Yeah, play <laughs> live. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, we, ha- you know, Jake halfway built a paper mache dragon. Yeah, yeah. that was <laughs> we it. Didn't get to use oh, it. we didn't get to use the paper yeah. mache dragon. Very upset, we had to like, bin that the other day. Yeah, yeah, it went moldy. <laughs> <laughs> we got, we got the song, the dragon song. We're gonna have like people going through the audience with this big paper mache kind of dragon, like, and and stuff. Um, but. Yeah, that was back when we had like a bigger venue to do mm. our big launch show, and it's going to be mm-hmm. a big thing. And now we have a much smaller venue. To yeah. Do it. And yeah, and and yeah, the paper, the dragon went moldy. We had to yeah. throw it away. That's a bit. I think I, I think as well. Like um, so, for the grand prize, we had obviously that was going to be the initial launch show, and then we had ideas about doing um, a sort of a later launch show when. Uh, so last year when gigs did, did did start kind of opening up again, uh, we you know we had an idea about okay well we'll, we'll do something because uh, uh, it's all like racing themed. Uh, we'll do sort of like a go kart track and that'll be really cool. Um, but again, it was we were still we still weren't sure whether at the time whether things were going to lock, get locked down again. And yeah. so we kind of yeah that's for me that's probably the the biggest regret i have is that because i would actually love that you know we had this idea about you know we, we could like almost instead of a support band we could have people going on go-karts first and we, right. have, we could have the songs playing or something like that and then and then the band would play and that, it would just be really cool but we can still do it one day yeah one day yeah. i think maybe like yeah like you know anniversary show we'll do something cool like, yeah we'll do it actually at an you know an f1 track or something like that or you know, yeah but uh, yeah 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 maybe well, we're doing Donaldson later this year, so you know maybe well, that's a track as well, right there. Yeah, that's it. That's it, isn't it? So yeah, yeah. yeah that's the biggest thing for me. So let's see. There's a question coming in from Art from the chat. He says, "Do you think your songs have taken a more melancholy and introspective turn thanks to the lockdown? Was it harder to write upbeat songs?" It's an interesting question, and like it, it's something that. I didn't really think about uh, probably until actually we, we did the live stream earlier on or the, the, the quick Q and a earlier on. Um, and you know, when you look at the, the, the themes for uh, um, the born to sin album that we released today, uh, as opposed to the grand prize, uh, you probably have to say, yeah, like there are a lot more introspective themes. It's a lot more personal. It's a lot, you know, there's more anger to it. There's more fury to it. If you look, you know, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, like I, I think, yeah, absolutely. I think that there was a lot more time to to sit and reflect upon personal things, and I guess when when you you sort of sat in your house and and then there's you've only got really like these things, you know, you've got less sort of social interaction and less other things influences coming in, then. Yeah, hundred percent. I think a lot of that, uh, you know, a lot of the, the themes for the new album, uh, a lot of the, the the tone of it, I think, I think has been affected by everything we've been through. And I didn't mm. think, you know, I, I didn't really think about that until, right. yeah, like say earlier on when someone mentioned it. But yeah, I think it's, it's, you know, spot on. Okay, 
Um, do you feel that there's any silver lining for you guys coming out of the pandemic? Was it maybe working on the album? Was it maybe being able to spend more time on the album than you would have otherwise? Definitely. definitely. Some, yeah, there definitely was yeah. some learnings. Yeah. More time to kind of like spend at home and hone in on the, the songs being good. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we would have turned around a, another album in this time. Definitely not. Like we, yeah. we would have been touring the grand prize for a while. So yeah, we've been too busy. Mm. Yeah, we yeah, we wouldn't have had an another album by now. And... I suppose the incentive of the lockdown was just to be like, "Let's." JJ was like, "Let's write an album. Let's go." Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it wasn't that long into it, was it? Like a couple of weeks, and he was writing songs and getting them ready and playing them all throughout our house. <laughs> like, <laughs> he had them all ready, and yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think just and and you know just like reaching new fans because I feel like our audience changed a lot from like you know the the band used to just tour the UK loads had a like a decent UK following and and now uh, it's a lot more international because we can draw in those fans from overseas and now we can make those links to you know hopefully places we can get to soon we haven't really given sure. much outside of the UK so like when when we next like tour in Europe hopefully we've already planted those seeds for like some some new fans that we can already reach um but we wouldn't have been able to do that without like big investment of um I mean you know of course 2020 we would have loved to have been touring like that would have been the last year we could have done it without like Brexit problems so it would have been great but <laughs> like we we do what we do <laughs> Okay. Um, your approach to Born to Sin, do you feel that it was any different than the previous albums because of having maybe more time or, or anything else? Was there anything that you purposely went into the album and said, you know what, I'd really like to try this because we haven't done it on a previous album? Yeah, I think so. Um, I, 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 think, I think, you know, being our fourth album, um, for one thing, it to me certainly it's kind of felt like you know as, as a songwriter that there's you know there's nothing to prove anymore. Like so, it's like right. let's just go and have fun. Like because because we've done you know we've done longer songs, we've done shorter songs, we've done you know this and that and the other. So with this one, it's just like let's go and just write the album that that you know you kind of want to write. Which sounds weird because surely you're always writing the album you want to write. But like right. I think you know it was just less of you know. I, I'm not really too care. I don't really care too much about what other people think about it. It's more, I'm just going to write an album that I have fun with. So I'm, I'm going to, you know, use whatever influences I want to, and I'm going to do whatever I want to and things like that. Um, so, yeah, I, I think there was, there was definitely some, you know, some of that about it. Um, and I think as, as someone pointed out again before, and similarly to the last question, um, there was something, you know, I think, that there's even more energy in this album. I think again, part of that was because we were kind of, you know, kind of locked up. So it was like, yeah. you know, that that itching to to play live, and so that's yeah. why I think that's why this album is so fast. It's because like yes, just, all that energy is just in that that album. You know, it's all the aggression of wanting to play live and not being able to play mm. live. It came out in the songs. I think. Was there anything from a gear standpoint you guys did differently? Uh, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, so first of all, uh, we recorded the whole album uh, at least a step down. Um, okay. Which, you know, we've done the odd song uh, here or there before, uh, but w uh, one of the songs was even, you know, two whole steps down in C standard. Um, but also we made a decision to uh, record the guitars with our, our good friend, 
uh, Mr. Matt Jones, who's who happens to be who here. Happens to be here. <laughs> <laughs> <There's a guy. laughs> so we recorded the guitars at his studio. Uh, we worked with him to find, you know, a, a really good guitar sound because, you know, we, we wanted this album again to have that more of a an edge to it. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know if you've got any input on the. Uh... Uh, I think you summed it up uh, pretty much perfect in one word. It's just edge. <laughs> um, aggressive, all of the buzzwords. Yeah. <laughs> but he also appears on one of the tracks, correct? You do, you yeah. do, yeah. So again, yeah. You You're... appear on one of the tracks. Uh, I, he does. I, I appear on a couple. Oh, you do? Yeah, he does. There's a couple of hidden hidden sound effects here and there that yeah. kind of threw in just uh, like, I think it was when uh, me and Julian were uh, were tracking tracking your guitars it's like oh, i should throw one of these things in just left it in but yeah um, that and the uh that and the solo in one uh that's it i think i think yeah uh, I, I, with regards to that i think again it was something like okay well we've done we've done three albums you know let's let, you know let's try and, and then spice things up a little bit and and mm. you know give it that extra oomph that extra edge and i think you know we, we made the decision to work with matt almost as like a, a guitar producer Mm-hmm. Um, you know, again, to, just to give it something extra, and I think I think it's worked. I mean, who better to produce guitars than an actual guitarist? That's it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Do I count as gear in this? In this <laughs> yes, <laughs> well, yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> more um, vocals, more pipes. Yeah, yeah. Well, I wasn't on the last album nearly as much as this one. I was on two songs in that one, wasn't I? That's now it. On all of them. So now like, all of them. Obviously, yeah. With, with our, the, so backing vocals on our albums have, have increased. You know, from from very little on the first album to. You know, a few more on the second album to a lot more on the third album, and then pretty much the whole album <laughs> on, on this new one. Um, and yeah, so, so at some point, I think before you know the grand prize kind of came out, we were like, okay, well, like we were going to have backing vocals for the, the launch show, and then probably actually because we went into lockdown and we started doing live streams, we decided, well, we just have the backing vocals for these live streams, mm-hmm. um, and, th- and then it just became part of our sound really and so so and, and then you know it just made sense then for um for naya to just feature on the whole of this album really yeah it's like everyone's free like yeah well. it's like <laughs> yeah. yeah naya you free yeah jade you free oh come and do this song yeah you're not doing anything else like no one's got anything to do yeah <laughs> let's just <laughs> let's just like record everything <laughs> yeah. and i think i think yeah i think you know it made a, a huge yeah. impact on the album as well i think mm-hmm. so i think i'm on every song but one now on which, the current album, uh, next in line. line. Oh yes, yeah, it's all you. It's all him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, he, he wrote some lyrics for it though, so you know. Yeah, that's... I wrote lyrics for it, but yeah. <laughs> there yeah. you go. And and that's interesting because that's one of the comments someone uh, sent to me. Uh, let me see if I can pull them up real quick. Um... Oh, oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Everything's <laughs> fine. Everything's okay. Everything's fine. <laughs> Okay, so the comment that was sent to me was, I'm loving the album. Naya's backing vocals add a lot to the harmonies. So as you guys were describing that, I was thinking of, wow, someone actually said that to me earlier today. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> That's so nice to hear. <laughs> I suppose it's to the point now that the songs can't be played without the backing vocals. Mm, yeah. Like, they just have to have the backing vocals. Sometimes you can just you can get by by playing a song. And it's like, cool, you don't need that harmony on top. But now we actually need it. Yeah. Yeah, they're coming a bit more integral, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I think so. I, I think I think it's been a major 
um, uh, you know, step up in, in, in terms of, you know, the album and then the recording. Um, but I think, you know, I, I think it, it's happened at the right time, you know. I think maybe if, you know, if we'd have tried this, even on the last album, you know, maybe it would have been inappropriate. But, like, I think it's, it's, it's something that's gradually become part of our sound kind of over time. Um, and you know, I, I'm, I'm pleased with the, the way it's, it's enhanced this album because, like, yeah, they, they sound great. So, in other words, from what you're saying, it wasn't forced, it was something that the songs kind of needed that extra yeah. layer yeah. to it, and it just happened. It wasn't that you guys, oh, we need to stick these vocals in there. No, the songs kind of said, you know what, if we if we add this other layer, if we add Naya to this, it's going to take these songs over the top. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's exactly what, you know what's happened. I mean, and even so, on this album, uh, one of the tracks, "Sunrise," it has uh, backing vocals like literally all the way through the the, the song, um, and it just it sounds great. And it's again, it's I think as well because obviously we work with our, our producer Pete Newdeck, um, and he's oh, got a very good ear for the harmonies as well. So you know, and there was certainly a lot of discussion about. Um, you know where that, the the backing vocal should go, mm-hmm. uh, and so I think it's you know it, it isn't just the case of okay, well let's just put them on everything. It was okay, let's try them here, let's see if it works. And yeah, sometimes it was like okay, well we've tried them here actually, but you know now we've got those there. I think actually it would complement if we had them here. Um, so yeah, no, there was a lot of I think you know sensible discussion about um, you know you know adding tasteful amounts of, of backing vocals and. Yeah, they sound great. Awesome. Makes sense. Um, so would you consider that the band is now a five piece as opposed to a four piece? Ooh. It's a it's a very fluid kind of <laughs> it's just a band, really, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just who who's free. Yeah, yeah. 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 Who's free to talk? Whoever we can get down to every game. Right, yeah, I guess like definitely most of the time we're a five piece. I think yeah. that's kind of how we want to appear because we definitely need the backing vocals there. So uh, our aim is the five piece. Um, we often appear as a six piece for festivals if we've got the space and the opportunity to have two backing vocals. It really adds a lot. So yeah. we try and do that. But um, I've doubled a lot in the mix. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and then we've also done well. a bunch of gigs as, <laughs> as four still. Um, and and we're, we might do some more, but that is not our main aim. So I think, yeah, you know, right. it's like, you know, I, I think of it as like, you know, Guns N' Roses, they often appear with many uh, extra members. Right. And it's kind of like, they, they, you know, it's still the full show when it's got all the people there, like all, mm-hmm. all those extra members. And um, and that's what we want to do as many times as we can. But we can still do just the the, the core, like four members. If we, if yes. we have to, we can mm-hmm. do that. But we'd rather not. That's, yeah. that's the thing. We yeah. want to make it yeah. the best thing we can. And the five right. piece works because like even on the smaller venues, it can it's still possible. Yeah. Whereas the six piece, it starts to push it, you know. Yeah. So that's that's kind of. Yeah, and then and the thing is, uh, then on, on this album we go and have a, a piano on one of the tracks. So yeah, that's uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it could always grow. Like so we're, we're hiring, hiring yeah, 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 yeah. So, we'll be hiring keyboardists soon. Maybe, yeah. uh, maybe, maybe. maybe. <laughs> it's uh, you know, it, it, yeah, it, it's 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 something. To, yeah, think about like obviously if if we had you know we're like Slipknot, have Slipknot. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, so we're playing the. Uh, what was it the the the, the keg? I gotta employ the, the keg is. man. Oh, I'd like that to be my job. That's it. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, if if we had like you know 
lots of money. And, and if we were playing big stages all the time, then yeah, hundred percent. You know, I'm, I, I, I'm, I was always about that kind of the, the big band kind of thing. And like, you know, um, you have, you know, the drummer, but then maybe a percussionist and a saxophone player yeah. and a, a whole brass section. Or you know, but like, I think it's cool because that's um, sometimes I think maybe metal gets a bit uh, a bit stiff and a bit stagnant in terms of you know uh, branching out. And I, I, I think that's one thing that I I'm very interested in doing. It's like, okay, well. What what can we introduce and then you know make sound different and make sound big and then so everyone's invited to the yeah party, everyone's basically. invited yeah <laughs> get up and join <laughs> I was going to say you're leaving the door open uh, fairly big there by saying whoever's available I mean yeah. <laughs> all of a like sudden you... <laughs> that's it bring your tambourine come along eighty yeah. piece children's choir shows up at a show all of a sudden you know they invite. <laughs> um obviously outside of naya you've had other people guest on the albums or or on singles and different things over the years has there ever been anyone that you've wanted to have on a track that you haven't been able to secure and if you could have a dream guest on the album for each one of you, who would that be? Ooh, Devin wow. Townsend. <laughs> Devin Townsend, just big epic chords. Fury yeah. song with Devin doing his thing on top. <laughs> wow. I'll take Devin Townsend as well, but I want him to do like, I don't want big epic chords. I want him to do like a guttural, like, oh, yeah, yeah. scream. I want him to do like the most demonic oh screaming. Have, like, a, like an actual screamy, screamy song. <laughs> yeah, but like, you know, the way that Debbie does his layers of like demonic pitch. screaming, but with like yeah. very like melodic vocals at the top. Like, I feel like this could work. So not, not just like pig squealing. <laughs> no, but you know, just like the light and shade is like, you know, yeah. uh, well, I'm oh. not in charge of it. So like, absolutely not. <laughs> uh, oh God, uh, one person. Um, I, I mean, I'd probably say James Hepburn because that would be amazing, wouldn't it? You know, James Hepburn's yeah. old song. James, or, or Bruce Dickinson or, uh, yeah. 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 I would say Lemmy, but you know, unfortunately, yeah, not. Well, we are dreaming here, so I didn't say. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that'll be great too. Yeah, so yeah. There's a guy yeah. I follow on uh, Instagram called Saxel Rose, and he just like he plays saxophone in, like for rock and metal. It's really cool. <laughs> Let's get him on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, mate, Dio. Dio, yeah. yeah. He's been my answer for everything this evening so far. <laughs> but I don't care, Dio. Absolutely. He's so dramatic and he's so well sung. He'd do so well in, on top of our song. Mm. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Um, all right. So I have some uh, fan submitted questions and I have uh, some of the questions in the chat that I'm going to ask you guys real quick here. And uh, we have uh, Steve, who I referenced before. He says he follows Becky on Patreon. And he asks, are there any plans to play in the U.S.? No. <laughs> no, well, no. Not, not because we don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's just like, it, you know, for a band from the U.K., it, it's extremely difficult for us to get over there. There's, there's many, like, visa issues and mm-hmm. um, 
you know, we can try and smuggle our way over there and say, yeah, we're just here for a holiday. But if anyone finds right. out, it looks <laughs> us up and like, hey, you got a gig booked, uh, then like we're banned from the USA for many, many years. So, <laughs> yes. I mean, we, we didn't make the rules, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, right. It's the thing. We just don't, yeah, if we could have the people in place to help yeah. us out with yeah. that kind of thing. Well, so, if we I mean, have people to invite us over, yeah, that's it. We massive difference. That's it. We, we've always said, you know, if, if anyone wants, you know, any promoters or, from festivals or whatever it is, you know, we would love to go over and play. Absolutely, um, but yeah, it's, it's it's knowing that person to go. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, invest in you and take a chance in you to come over and and, and to play. So yeah, I, we would love to. So yeah, if you know anyone, please you know, get in touch because uh, we yeah we'd absolutely love to. Yeah, we will go anywhere. Basically, we'd love to gig like all over the. Yeah, like every continent we, we'd love to play, Antarctica. especially Antarctica. Uh, <laughs> right, yeah. Especially Antarctica. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just like, you know, just getting the the, the, the things in place to do it. Like, we, to be honest, we, we haven't been able to like tour our own country for mm. a long time. <laughs> we finally been able to do that. It's like, yes, great. <laughs> Does Brexit affect you guys playing mainland Europe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we're we're still trying to figure out because um, nothing's really been sorted and made very clear by our governments and stuff. Um, so it, it it's still kind of up in the air. Like, I know I'm pretty sure we can do it. I've seen other bands are doing it. We just need to figure out how much it's going to cost. I think probably right. a lot more than it used to be, and uh, it's just going to be a lot more hassle than before. But I think it's going to be possible. We've got some gigs booked in Germany. France, Belgium, and Netherlands uh, at the end of this year, and I, I, I'm pretty hopeful they're going to happen. But it's going to be a big headache, basically, <laughs> compared to what touring would have been before. Um, and and uh, Switzerland haven't been announced yet, but um, there's going to be. We'll be fine. Yeah, I I interviewed. I think it was in October. Uh, the singer of a band called Manimal out of Sweden, and he talked about the economics of touring and how he said it needed to make sense for them to go out and, um, and do shows. And he said, you know, I, I work a job outside of having the band. So I, you know, I'm set to lose X amount if I go out on tour, but I need to make up with that by having, you know, a decent amount of uh, people show up to the gigs. He said, you know, sometimes just having, good crowds night after night is worth his while to go out, even if he's just breaking even uh, for the yeah. tour. But he basically said, you know, it just isn't what people think it was, you know, 20, 30, 40 years ago, you know, we got to make, he was ex saying how it needed to make economic sense before he yeah. could do anything. Yeah. I think like bands used to get, record deals and you used to sell loads of albums and they make their money that way but 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 now like it you know in a way it's kind of good like a lot of bands are more like grassroots they can but they gig for their money like you can't really make much money as a band if you're not on the road so yeah you need to be on the road but there's when your country is a small island and like, there's, <laughs> there's only so far you can go um when you're gigging like it, it's you know it's great gigging here we, we love it but um like there's a great market in germany especially but especially just like in in europe every time i played over there like it's been extremely supportive of, of live music and yeah like it you know being blocked from that is just like 
is just like the worst timing and like the worst thing that could happen um right. so you know it's you know it's just trying to make it trying to balance it out and you know making sure your band is uh what the venues will pay for and and, and make sure there's enough money that you can afford to go there i mean this <laughs> is going to be our first time going on like a longer tour in europe so we don't really know what to expect but i'm just kind of trusting in the universe every time <laughs> every time i've been to europe it's been pretty cool so i'm hoping that i will just go there and trust the universe and like people will buy the stuff people will buy the tickets and things will be okay um but really i have no idea what's going on and it kind of sucks just to have that thing that used to be like really a, a reliable good thing uh just to be kind of taken away but um it doesn't seem to be completely removed from speaking to people who are touring at the moment from from the uk going over to europe they they seem to be finding a way it's just uh, a lot more hoops to jump through right gotcha okay uh there was well it says facebook user on facebook unfortunately unless you give us permission to show your name we can't show it but uh their comment is contender for album of the year Jeremy, who is um, outside of Manchester, I believe he's in Jeremy. Correct me if, if I'm wrong. And, and I hope I'm pronouncing this correctly. Uh, you're closer to Cheshire, if I'm not mistaken. Cheshire. Uh, yeah, yeah, Cheshire. Yeah. Cheshire. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. There you go. Uh, <laughs> it's close. It's close. Chester in the U.S., so I'm I'm trying my best. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, so Jeremy asks, uh, what are your main influences? What sort of bands do you listen to, and where, and uh, what bands do you listen to, and were brought up on? Okay. Ooh, uh, so I mean, oh, so my influences. I mean, Iron Maiden, Metallica, Motorhead, you know, Black Sabbath, yeah. um, but also Genesis. Phil Collins, uh, the Dubliners, folk music, sea shanties, um, Alton John. Um, I mean, I, I, I try and listen to as much stuff, you know, as possible. Like, mm. I mean, the movie scores, like Hans Zimmer, um, mm. you know, Vangelis. Uh, it, you know, I, honestly, you know, I, I could probably, you know, Fleetwood Mac, there we go, another one there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've said Genesis, don't oh. um, But yeah, I mean, for me, a, a wide kind of range of stuff. Um, I, I love prog. <laughs> <laughs> I like guitar. I like Dream Theater. They're my favorite band. Oh, you One have main influences. You have uh, the Dream Theater tattoo, don't you? Yes, yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So many people comment <laughs> about this. It's <laughs> great. Uh, I had yeah. someone. Uh, I had someone not take a photo with me because I had a Dream Theater tattoo once. So like, <laughs> like Dream Theater, I don't like them, and just walked away. It has a photo with everyone else, but me. But I, I love Dream Theater. It's great. It's kind of rude. <laughs> I, very rude. That's it. Oh, so funny, me. Um, you on about influences and band you were raised on? I've got much less of a metal background than others might. I don't know. I've got I massively love um, some classic bands. Like I love Dio. I've been on a Dio hype all evening. Uh, Judas Priest as well. Obsessed. Um, what else? I don't know. I like a bit of 
You can mention any kind of music. That's fine. I mean, that. I was raised on completely different music. I was raised on reggae and some drum and bass from my parents. Not at all metal related. They don't know what happens, to be honest. (laughs) Um, but yeah, no, who did this to you? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, pictures of me next to my Rasta father. <laughs> no one knows what's going on. <laughs> who did you meet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, look, look at this band. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's cool for you know, I think one of the biggest issues that hard rock and metal music has is that a lot of people talk about stuff like that or talk about albums by looking over their shoulders, seeing who's around or what's cool to say, as opposed to saying, yeah, you know, I like this or I like that. Well, I have art there in the chat saying that he likes Adam Ant and UB40. So. Yeah, UB40, man. my guy. That's Adam a buddy, man. you know. Uh, mate, Phil Collins yeah. rocks. <laughs> so, I mean, it, everyone likes whatever they like, you know. That's it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, to be honest, in, in in the van, you know, we've only had one gig in, in going in the van, but like, there will, it will not be exclusively metal. Oh, it will probably be a lot of pop. It'll be a lot of Michael Jackson. It'll Celine be a lot of like Celine Dion. Yes, ages yes. power balance. Oh, power balance. Oh my gosh! Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's gonna get us home. It's gonna That's get us it. home happy. A lot of what's <laughs> uh, the the hot. Uh, David Hasselhoff. David <laughs> so you guys are singing True Survivor uh, all night in the van. What's that, sorry? You guys are singing True Survivor in the van at night? Is that it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Here's um, a last question here that seems to be submitted. Um, let's see. Do you think audiences are much wilder and willing to rock because uh, they've been caged? Yeah. Yeah, yes, definitely. definitely. Oh my gosh! Absolutely. Gigs, yeah, when we came back in like September, our first yeah. gigs, like they, they, you know, like we expected like people to be a bit more like, "Woo, let's go!" But like they were just a like, huge step up from before. Yeah. yeah. Um, we when we played Bloodstock, mm. uh, we played Bloodstock Metal Festival, and I've been there before in 2018, I think. And even just walking through the festival, forget the part where we're on stage, the atmosphere was electric. And then when we do get on stage, the tent, it was full of people. And it was 11 a.m. Like 11 a.m. on, what was it, Friday, Thursday? Thursday. 11 a.m. on Thursday. And this massive, massive tent was full of people. And you could have cut the atmosphere with a knife. It was so electric. It was so intense it was fantastic and i've never felt that sort of energy at that festival before and i've been there before i've watched them i've watched judas priest at this festival and i still felt like the atmosphere had just bumped up that extra level after covid everyone was so intent on enjoying themselves like they couldn't perceive not having the best time yeah <laughs> yep. and i think there was something about like bands coming back to it after so long and being a bit like rusty like I think that actually kind of added to the atmosphere. Everyone was a bit yeah. like, "Oh my god, I don't know how this is gonna go." Like, yeah, it felt like you know the, the you know the first time again. It felt like everything's a bit like, "Ooh, is this is this really happening?" And like, uh, yeah, it just gave everyone so much more excitement than before. I think. Awesome. Yeah, I was just gonna ask that if there was any butterflies or anything because you know after Ooh, being away absolutely. for so long, you know, yeah. back on stage. I mean, we, yeah, it was, 
it was almost two years that we didn't gig for. Um, so our first, sorry, our last gig before uh, you know COVID and everything was December 2019, and then our first gig, like proper gig back, was um, you know the second stage of Bloodstock. I mean. Yeah. I don't know, a couple of thousand people, maybe more. I, 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 I don't know. Thank you. Um, yeah. I, I can't, you know, still put a number on it. But a lot of people anyway. Uh, and yeah, for the first, you know, first few minutes, I think I was a bit overwhelmed, you know, because it had just been so long. Um, and, you know, it was all these kind of feelings and memories and every, everything just came flooding back, which is why, why I use an excuse as to why uh, I messed up the first song. <laughs> <laughs> but uh but no no, no. But, i forgot uh, to plug my wireless in. yeah <laughs> oh. I started the, we all started the set and i was like hang on yeah. i've got no sound <laughs> i don't have to use all my rig yeah shit so, it's been a long time but yeah it was it, it was it was incredible um yeah uh, you know coming back after so long and then you know we, we we said we did a handful of gigs uh towards the end of last year because we didn't want to book too much because we weren't sure how things were going to go Mm-hmm. Um and then um obviously we postponed everything until well, you know, a couple of weeks from you know from now. And yeah, I mean we, we did a warm-up gig last Friday. Uh, so the album's coming out today and we've got another standalone gig next week. And then from the week after that it's uh you know, it's all go. Um, uh, you know, we two months of solid gigging at least. Um you know, there's, there's a few sort of you know festivals in the summer, and then um, yeah, you know, sort of last half of this year we're we're in Europe and yeah, it's just uh, can't wait. Cool. Yeah, for for someone that once jumped into a chorus uh, like two measures before I was supposed to, I, I feel you with uh, <laughs> yes. uh, doing that to you. Sorry, I, I got their whole verse before I was supposed to. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> This was one of these, uh, it was a fake chorus. And instead of faking out the chorus, I went into it. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Um, the, all right. So you're mentioning that you guys have, I mean, up until September, you guys have everything up on the site, all the tour dates, and then you guys have more things in Europe towards the end of the year. Uh, after all of the, all of that's done, I mean, how far ahead are you guys already scheduled for things? You already have things laid out for the next year, or how far ahead of time do you guys lay things out? We've got we've got a couple of things at the moment booked for next year in terms of festivals. Um, obviously, we've got ideas for in terms of releases. Um, we've not. You know, I say popular kind of festival. We've not really thought about uh, actually, you know, the gigging schedule for next year yet. Mm-hmm. Um, it probably won't be long until we are thinking about it, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, you know, and the, the, there's already ideas. I mean, I've already got ideas for new songs. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. That's you know, I mean, he's already written an album. Yeah, at least, <laughs> at least one. Um, <laughs> But uh, but yeah, I mean you know we, we've again it's it, we've got a kind of maybe like a rough outline for twenty twenty three. I think you know the, the first thing would was to get um, April and May of this year get those done because we're mm-hmm. yes, you know, quite extensively those couple of months. 
And yeah, so probably when it comes to June, we've got download in June, and, and that's the kind of point I think that then we'll be really thinking about. Okay, what about next year? You know, how mm. how's it going to go? Um, what are we looking for? Uh, so we've we've got a couple of festivals um, kind of booked already. Obviously, yet to be announced because they won't be announced until probably late this year or early next year, even. Right. Um, but um, but yeah, yeah, that that plan will start to formulate a bit more in terms of okay, what are we going to do? You know, but I think I think yeah, the the focus has been so much on you know getting back to gigging this year at the moment. That's you know can't wait. Cool. Okay. And where can people go to pick up Born to Sin and put the most amount of money in your pocket? Is it going to the website? Is it going to Bandcamp? Where do you prefer uh, yeah. people to go? Uh, I mean, yeah, go to our website and you can uh, you can now buy the, the album. Um, so the website is uh, furyofficial.co.uk. Um, and you've got a web store on there. Uh, and you can pick up the album. You can pick up T-shirts. Uh, we are bringing out a vinyl of the album, of course, because of the backlog in vinyl. That's mm-hmm. still a few months away, unfortunately. Um, so I think we're expecting that sort of late summer, really. Um, but uh, but yeah, that, that that's the best place, certainly, is, is our, our website, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, if, if, if people want to obviously get on Bandcamp, then absolutely, you know, please do. Um, you know, I mean, more than anything, you know, I mean, obviously, you know, I know streaming isn't necessarily the, the the most profitable way but you know if you want you know that's what we want we want people to listen to the stuff we want people to enjoy it so mm-hmm. when it's not on spotify you want this on youtube then absolutely go ahead you know uh the, certainly the, for me the, you know the most important thing is people listen to the stuff and, and hopefully people like the stuff and obviously uh if people can make it along to a show uh, i mean it's not possible for, for everyone but um yeah if, if, if they can make it along to a show then that's even better because that's for me, that's always the best thing. You know, there's nothing quite like live music. So. Awesome. Okay, and where should people go to keep up with you guys online? Um, is the website the best place, or is it one of the social media sites? Uh, yeah, probably the website and the and Facebook. Facebook, probably, yeah. yeah. Um, if yeah. you can find the uh, newsletter sign up, then that's probably the easiest way just to make sure you get everything that we're going to be posting about. So. Uh, it gets directly to you then there's no like filtering out of shit from uh social media sites where they don't yeah. want you to post yeah certain things so Our yeah them can't get in the way yeah 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 like the newsletter is probably the best thing so yeah, that's on our website you can find it on furyofficial.co.uk so, okay pretty, yeah pretty facebook uh instagram as well we know we're on instagram yeah we post all bits there we, we technically we did start a tiktok channel but I, we're not really a tiktok no. fan i don't think <laughs> <laughs> we, don't, we don't update I mean, it very much. You can tell by the way he says it, where he goes, TikTok. <laughs> I think I'd like for us to be a TikTok band, but then, like, it would just be me talking like shit and posting shit. <laughs> it would just be like the Becky Bolden base Fury page. And it's like, oh, I've, I've already got a page. <laughs> but yeah, I, but I think Judy should start a TikTok. I think people would like it. Yeah. Yeah, well, he's quite casual. Old man rants. Oh, oh my God. God. they love so the that about shit. rocket you see so, uh... yeah i mean it's it's a, a difficult platform to navigate uh, i mean i guess if you're used to facebook and and instagram and stuff like that it's a completely different ball of wax i just found out yeah. that you can post 10 minute videos and someone said you could do that two months ago i'm like oh well that goes to show how much yeah. i 
<laughs> up with it. So, yeah, I, 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 I struggle to keep up. Keep up what what, what the kids are doing these days. Uh, <laughs> I'm not down with the kids. <laughs> awesome. Well, I want to thank you guys for your time tonight. I know it's been busy yeah. with everything that you guys have had going on with the uh, uh, with the album release and uh, everything else. <laughs> and um, there you go. I can help you with angry rants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, you got your first follower. Nice. Who's that guy? Art, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Art, yeah. Come, come find me on, on Facebook. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll rant together. Yeah. Uh, the, the evils of rocket salad and and the seeded bread. No, oh, and seeded bread. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Oh, see, it gets in your teeth, doesn't it? Wasn't oh. <laughs> shocking, absolutely shocking. Old man rant. There you go. Oh, there you go. Awesome. <laughs> um, relate. Yeah. Uh, in any event, again, I thank you guys for your time. It's been awesome talking to you guys. And if you ever want to come back on and talk about anything else, promote uh, anything else you guys are working on, or just talk about music in general, the door is always open. And no, thank uh, you very much. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. It's been a lot of fun to have you guys on, and nothing but luck with the album and with the uh, upcoming tour. So, thank you very much. Thank, thank you. you. Good to speak to you. Awesome. All right, guys. Have a good evening. Take care. Thank you. See you later. See you. See you. Thank you for listening to the Mars Attacks podcast. This concludes our show. 